Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back, everybody. 133 in Edmonton. We'll tell you that the Oilers Now Injury Report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown. Injury lawyers, unrivaled experience, unrivaled commitment, unrivaled results. Could see some movement on the Oilers waiver front uh, today. Earlier today, uh, the Oilers reassigned Matt V. Petroff. He played last night against Calgary back to North Bay of the OHL. He had 40 goals, 90 points last year, 63 games. Um was quiet during the rookie tournament. Did draw a couple penalties last night in Calgary. Uh, there's been a couple guys like Tulio and Cambites that haven't uh, been able to get into any uh, preseason action yet. Uh, you could see those guys end up maybe being assigned shortly to Bakersfield to get their training camp started early next week. And our hits with Colin Chalk, the head coach, will be starting a week from Monday. Vince Deharnay also yesterday getting hand surgery. He's going to be out a month. We will tell you. Royal Pizza, Pizza Pass, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years for a menu and a listener. 15 Edmonton area. Now four Calgary locations with Royal Pizza. Go to royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Stoffer recommendation is Mediterranean chicken. Brendan Escott likes the Texan. Reed Wilkins likes the meat lovers. Royal Pizza is old school big boy pizza. Kind of like when I think of an old school big boy fight, there was one I mentioned, Ben Wilson. Ben Wilson and John Wensick. Brennan's going to tweet it out from the Oilers Now account. No defense. Just letting her rip from a different era. An era by God. Well, our next guest, uh, our next uh, the guy we're going to hear from, actually Cam Moon, uh, was able to swing down here earlier this morning. The Regina Pats at the ice for a very early practice before tonight's game at 7 o'clock. And the Regina Pats have a player, Connor Bedard. Some of you old schoolers would remember Marcel Dion. Undersized, right shot, highly skilled, had a massive NHL career, played for a long time, put up huge points, uh, the number two draft and 71 pick. Bernard's going to go number one in 2023. He's already won a World Junior and U18 championship, and Cam Moon caught up with him today. Tell me about uh, this season. I know you're only a couple of games into it. Uh, you guys went home and home with Moose Jaw, a win and a loss, but uh, early on, the Regina Pats, how do they look? Yeah, I think we look good. I mean, uh, you know, even in the room, you can you can tell how much uh, you know we want to win, and uh, you know the excitement to to be a Pat for for this season. And uh, you know, I think uh, obviously a pretty good weekend to start. You hope to get two wins, but uh, it was a really good bounce back win Saturday. 
You came into the league you know, a few years ago as a pandemic, and you guys were in the bubble in Regina. But then last year, you get a full season and 100 points for you. The team comes so close to making the playoffs. Uh, what sort of things did you learn over the course of, of last season that uh, you'd like to take into this year to get the team into the postseason? Yeah, I think for us it was, uh, you know, I mean, the young guys coming back, it's about, you know, we, we had a six, seven-game stretch there. We took a penalty last minute, and, and they'd kind of win the game when it was tied. And uh, just those simple things, you know, discipline and uh, just the ability to close out games, I think is something, you know, we, we uh, had to learn last year, and it uh, definitely took us a little bit. But, you know, I think we were a better team than, than our points showed, and, you know, we're excited to come back and, and show that this season. Cam Moon here with Connor Bedard. Uh, you were part of the Canadian World Junior team that played the World Juniors here in August. And uh, you guys run the table, you win the gold medal, and what an exciting final that was. You had, I want to say, like eight or nine players that, that could have played that didn't for you know, various reasons, injury or had played long seasons, part of them uh, being uh, Edmonton Oil Kings, like Dylan Gunther, Jake Neighbors, uh, Caden Gooley, uh, among others, Xavier Borgo, who's uh, with the Oilers right now. But to have all those guys that, that didn't come, yet you still put a team on that wins a gold medal, what does that say about the, the depth of talent in Canada right now? Yeah, I think that's it, just the depth of, of the country. And, you know, I think when we lost all those guys, obviously those are all guys that will probably be in the NHL this year, so those are big players. But, you know, you can look at the guys we, we picked up and you knew that we still had such a good team. And, um, you know, I think all those guys were, were big parts of our team. So uh, to have those to have those guys step up and uh, to just be able to be able to still win with losing that many guys was, uh, you know, was awesome. Okay, that final game, like my word. You're up 2 nothing after 40. Finland gets two in the third. The overtime was unbelievable. And Mason McTavish knocking that puck out of the air. And then Stankoven scores. From your point of view, <laughs> what was that final like? What was the overtime like? Yeah, it was, it was nuts. I mean, you know, we're obviously up 2 nothing going into, going into the third. And I think we had seven power plays, too, where we had the puck the whole time getting shots. And, and we couldn't buy one. So... Um, I mean, I we were all confident in the room the whole game, and then you know they obviously got those two, and uh, you know the game changed. And going into overtime, I think you could tell the room was it was light. We were we were joking around a little, and um, you know then that overtime, like you said, Mason with that that save, I and mean, I got the best best seat in the house for that. It kind of felt like everything was slow mo for a second, and uh, the puck didn't go in. And obviously, uh, you know can't can't get that goal. It was it was crazy. It was you know kind of a I think a game that'll be talked about for years. Oh yeah, absolutely historic for sure. Now, remind me exactly where were you when you saw McTavish knock that puck down? Because from the naked eye in the stands, it was in real time, it was tough to comprehend what just happened. Where were you? How'd you see it? I was in the crease with him. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, you're right there. Yeah, so I was I was batting at it too. So, I mean, after he saved it, we were both whacking at it, and he got it out, and it was ridiculous. I mean, to be right there, it was see the puck going. But like I said, it was like almost like you never expected it to go in. Just uh, you, you didn't really think it was possible to lose, almost. And uh, it was a crazy, crazy save. And I mean, you know, really, when you saw it on video, is when you could get a grasp of it. I think yeah, I, exactly. It wasn't until after the game that I could comprehend how great a play it was. Cam Moon here with Connor Bedard of the Regina Pats. Pats playing the Oil Kings tonight at Rogers Place. Uh, just the whole World Junior experience. Uh, the Getting to, to play on the biggest stage with uh, all the you know great players across the world and across Canada. How enjoyable was it? 
yeah, it was, uh, you know, obviously a dream come true for, you know, a kid growing up in Canada, and that's something you get excited for every Christmas. And, uh, you know, I think, like you said, just being able to be with, you know, all those top players in the world and competing against uh, the top players in the world is just uh, something you always want to do to, you know, challenge yourself, and, and you learn a lot. So, you know, overall, just such a good experience, and it was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, this is your draft eligible season, so I mean the spotlight burns bright, and you're going to do a lot of interviews like this over the course of the year. And uh, going into this season, I mean, what's the focus for you uh, on a nightly basis? Uh, I mean, for you know, I me mean, it's to win games, and you know, I think improve as improve as an overall player. I mean, uh, you know, like I said earlier, it's just you know everyone here is so so motivated to win, and uh, it's been a few years of a you know a bit of a lull for for us and. You you know, I think just the excitement to play, and you know, I mean, the outside noise is something you don't you don't think about too much. It's you know, you're focused on inside the room, and uh, you know, improving as a player. There you go. That is Connor Bedard. I compared him to Marcel Dion. Marcel Dion played 1,348 games in the, in the NHL, scored 731 goals and 1,700 points. It's not an insult to be compared to Marcel Dion. He's one of the greatest scorers of the game. The problem was, for a lot of those years, he was playing at the LA Kings going up against Wayne Gretzky. Though they did, as you recall, beat the Oilers in 1982. Uh, and I see a lot of Bedard. Right shot, you know, 5'8", 5'9", wicked shot, can make plays as well. It's going to be intriguing to watch him. Uh, again, the Pats here tonight at Rogers Place, 7 p.m. When we come back in Oilers Now, we'll hear from John Shannon and get to this day in Oilers history. You're listening to Oilers Now. It's 142 in Edmonton. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, 144 in Edmonton. Uh, let's do this. This day in Oilers history is presented by New West Travel. This November, you can join Oilers now on a road trip to New York to see the Oilers play the Rangers and the Islanders. For more details, call New West Travel or visit newwesttravel.com. Here's Brandon Escott. We said goodbye to Rob Shrimp on this day in 2009. Not literally, but he was claimed off waivers by the New York Islanders after being selected 25th overall by Edmonton in 2004 out of the London Knights program. That was following a 145-point season in junior, so there was plenty of potential there, but he appeared in just seven games with the Oilers over three seasons. Never scored a goal. All right. Uh, tomorrow, Brendan, we should mention, just before we bring in John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, tomorrow is Truth and Reconciliation Day in Canada. Uh, we will have Elliot Freeman on for Abe's Door Service, Mark Spector uh, for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, and Saskatoon Blades assistant coach, former WHL player, and a prominent member of uh, our Indigenous community, Wacy Rabbit, will join us on tomorrow's edition of Oilers. Now I met Wacy uh, here at the uh, World Junior Championship. Uh, bumped in with Terry O'Flynn. Uh, so I had a good conversation. Looking forward to that coming up as well. Without further ado, we head off to the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline, and we are pleased to welcome back to the show for Legacy Heating and Cooling, John Shannon. Hi, John. How are you doing? 
I'm great, Bob. How are you? Good. We just had uh, Louis DeBrusque and uh, George LaRock on, so you're on a very safe show today. Let's just establish that back-to-back. But we talked a bit about the changing complexion of the National Hockey League preseason games. Uh, often, you'd save your better players for home, your, your higher-skilled, more higher-octane offensive players at home. But there at least used to be some tilts and some entertainment value. And I know it's about evaluation, but it is a very different game now than maybe it was back in the 70s and 80s and into the early to mid-90s when guys were throwing down in preseason. You know what I'm saying, John? Yeah, I, I do. I also think that we're now at a stage uh, in the NHL where, uh, and pardon the pun, but I don't think there's many people fighting for jobs. I think if you went to the 30 man, 32 managers and the 32 coaches and said, uh, have you got your roster ready for opening night? Uh, most of them would get wink at you and say, uh, I'm pretty close. Uh, I think that most teams have in the back of their minds, even today, without having done cuts, although some I noticed some teams have started to do their cuts today, Yes. Uh, that uh, that without cuts, that they're basically... They know where their 23 are. And uh, I think that combined with the fact that we know the game has changed, and I'm sure Louis and George have said, yeah, the game is different than we were when we were playing, um, that, that's, that that's why the exhibition season is not near what it used to be. No question about it. I know you watched the game online last night. Did you like anybody? Um... I, 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 I liked is a difficult word. Noticed, I, I thought that uh, I thought we saw some nice speed out of Holloway. I, he he actually looked better, but I also saw him take a couple of hits that uh, you know was more of a welcome to the NHL style stuff uh, with Dylan. Um, you know, like most people, I didn't see anything out of Jake Vertanen again. Uh, Dmitry Samarukov did a couple of things, but then took a stupid penalty. So I, there wasn't much really to yeah. see last night, I don't think, from an Euler perspective. All right, so I'm going to ask you a question here. Uh, so if we know that the GMs basically know who's on the team and, and players aren't fighting for roster spots and it's a little different than maybe it was before and we protect our stars, I have a, a simple solution. Why don't we cut down the length of preseason and add two more regular season games? One home, one away. Get to 84 Ooh. instead of 82. And let's let's get rid of four preseason games. You only play four preseason games. You can have well, a rookie tournament for the rookies, yeah. And you do four preseason games instead of eight, and add two regular season games. And those two non uh, yeah. preseason yeah, games get offset by the one at home uh, regular season game. Would, would you, you think the league would be up for that, or what do you think? Well, it's something that has to be collectively bargained. Yeah. So, uh, and if you're a business partner like the players are with the owners now, and you get the fifty-fifty revenue, then maybe you're up for it. Maybe it's worth a discussion. Um, the issue then becomes is is what coaches and managers think they get out of having six or seven games or eight. Yeah. Or and then do you put these? Then how do you put into perspective? Uh, these these teams going to Europe right now? Do you give them a, a buy, and then all of a sudden you're you're creating a whole you know you're creating a, a two or three tiered rule for whether you go overseas or don't go overseas because you have to give them more time and you have to give them probably an extra game or two. So uh, I, I I'd like it, but I don't think it's practical. What did the NFL do, John? 
Well, the I mean the NFL. What what are they down to now? Three no, but they're still playing four exhibitions in preseason I think games. They and dumped, then, yeah, and, but at one time they used to play six. Well, I was uh, yeah, it's it been four for a while, Bob. And they yeah. you know this was more of just adding and, a seventeenth game. So and some of the skill guys don't even go on the field like ever, right? Ever, like, <laughs> you know, like it's like we think we're going to see McDavid and Drysaddle tomorrow night in preseason game number four, and maybe in an ideal world they play three of those games. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, like, that's everybody do a rookie tournament. So everybody's got a chance to see all your rookies at a rookie tournament. I guess the yeah. guys that would be most unfair to are the American Hockey League players on NHL deals trying to push their way on a roster. That would be the toughest sort of. Yeah. So you're having camp basically uh, and, and playing all these games for maybe two guys. There you go, and and, and so the, so I, it, but at the same time, I think that there are there are people that would push back and say, "Hey, we're still driving some revenue um, in, into uh, Fair into in, into uh, the into the, each of the teams, and and we'll go from there." I, I listen. I don't want a eighty four game schedule. Okay, I'm not sure I want an eighty two game schedule anymore, Bob. I I might want to see particularly. Because I because I think that you know there's a lot of stress and strain on NHL bodies. Uh, maybe I'd like to go back to 76, but I know that's never going to happen. Not a chance. No, I'm at, <laughs> so I'm going the other way. I'm saying it's cut from everybody's got a, a rookie tournament they go to, yeah. and then that's cut from eight to four, four max preseason games, but that's yeah. add two regular season games, one home, uh, one away. Yeah, I guess my point is is that we know from I think we know with we'll know in in, in the near future that we're going to have every second year, Bob. Every second year, we're going to have a 17-day break during the season. And what I don't want is an 82-game schedule where it's that. And we've heard this yeah. phrase all the time: a compacted schedule. I don't want a compacted schedule to get to a point where we're done by the April 10th. I would just like to reduce the regular season so that we can keep those games spread out, so the players aren't put in a, a, a vulnerable spot of three and four too many times, bad travel too many times, and that they're healthy when the Stanley Cup playoffs start. All right. Uh, anything else sort of tickle your fancy out there? we got about two minutes left, John, just in terms of I, I wanted to talk to you a bit about preseason, a bit about scheduling. Is there anything yeah. that you found kind of interesting? You've got your own show that you're doing, obviously, with Bob McCowan, but uh, something cro- come across the wire that's caught your eye? Uh, I, I think the only thing that is uh, kind of got me tweaked is uh, what Rick Bonus is trying to do in Winnipeg. Uh, you know, he he uh, he got mad at his veteran players, Shifley, Wheeler, Connor, uh, Ehlers, the other night. Uh, called them all out, not by name, but he just called them the veterans. And he mentioned the word, uh, the phrase, fifty-five second shifts. Well, you, you go to the shift chart, and all of those guys had one one oh eight, one oh nine. And Rick's trying to get this that Winnipeg team back on track and trying to keep particularly Wheeler and Shifley under control. That's going to be something very interesting to watch over the next couple of months. Well, Mark Shifley uh, does a lot of work with Adam Oates, and I know that there's feelings out there from some coaches around the league. Uh, like some people believe in Oates, and others think that maybe that relationship external from the actual organizations ends up undermining the coaches a bit. I, John, I'm going to say it right now. Brad Freeleven in Calgary, he swung back. He got dealt a crappy hand on Goodrow's decision and uh, to, to Chuck deciding they didn't want to stay long term. He could have sat there and done a little bit of a rebuild and said they punched right back. I'm not convinced Winnipeg goes the same path. I, I'm just watching like 
if they can eat some of Wheeler's contract, and I wonder about Shifley, and I wonder about Dubois, I think we might see a shakeup and a bit of a rebuild with Winnipeg. I think that's I, – and here's the interesting thing, Bob. I think they're going to take the whole season to figure it out, and I think a lot of that stuff could have been sorted out this summer. Yeah, much easier than it will be a year uh, a year from now. Crazy stuff. John, great stuff. We'll talk on uh, Monday, okay? Right on. That's John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling. It is 154 in Edmonton. Special thanks to all of you who text the show. We got lots of texts. Didn't have a chance to get to all of them. Reed Wilkins has Inside Sports tonight. Brendan Escott, what's he got shaking? Yeah, one sec here. Dave texted me that uh, live from Roger's Place, the show will take place tonight, of course, with the Oil Kings game there. Uh, play-by-play voice Andrew Peard will set it up. Edmonton Elks linebacker Trey Watson going to join the show. And Golden Bears hockey captain Matt Fontaine as well. Oh, Matt Fontaine played a full year in the American Hockey League, uh, red-shirted, and then has uh, been at the UA. Tomorrow, jam-packed show will feature, again, Elliot Freeman for Abe's Door Service. Mark Spector for the horses and horse race in Alberta. And Saskatoon Blades assistant coach, Wacy Rabbit, as we celebrate uh, Canada's Truth and Reconciliation Day. Uh, up next, the global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by Rob Breckenridge from 2 to 3, and then the 6.30 Chet Afternoons with Jalen Nyan from 3 to 6. So long, everybody, from Oilers Now.